0: With me today are Life Coaches Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And today is Manifestation Wednesday. It has been so declared because, well, we had a manifestation today that was pretty cool. So why not give it the name Manifestation Wednesday, right?
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Why not? Work, works for me. Yeah. So we're going to go with that. But first things first, Jackie, good to have you back. We're thank you. Thank you. you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You. It's
2: always nice to be missed.
0: <laughs> you were very missed. No doubt about it. Not, not that we were not having a good time or feeling good. We were, but you know, yeah, no, it
2: was good. I'm, I was looking forward to this. So it is very, very nice to be back.
0: And, and I, I almost always look forward to this except today. Today, it was like, am I going to get back in time for this?
3: Oh, oh it was one tell. of those
0: days. Yeah. Well, there's a whole story that's associated with it. So uh, let me go of back course. a few steps. Um, now, as you know, uh, Louise started a gardening service and maintenance service, uh, business, a number of years ago. Actually, she started it around 2001, 2002, something like that. Um, and then we, we started in Connecticut, moved to Virginia, did it in in Virginia for a number of years, stopped it. Came back to Connecticut in 2014, started up again. Has been going ever since. Um, of course, one of the things that happens in that kind of business is you, you know, you have to cart things around. So we have a van for that, you know, for carrying mulch or, you know, plants or whatever else needs to be delivered. And the van that we have, it's a old Toyota Sienna. Uh, not that old, but it's old enough, 2009, and it's gotten beaten up pretty good. I mean, it's gotten a lot of wear. It's still going. I mean, Toyotas don't die. You know, they, No, they don't. they don't. They, they <laughs> last a long time, but it's it's getting pretty beat up. The other day, I was uh, making a delivery of a wheelbarrow, actually, to a place where uh, the crew were working. And on my, on my way back, I just had this feeling that there was something not right with the car. I couldn't have put my finger on it, but it just didn't feel right. And I got about a um, mile and a half from home and came to a place where uh, there was a stop sign. And then I had to go up a hill, a pretty steep hill. And I started up the hill and the car lurched. The van lurched. And then I, I let up and I hit the accelerator again and started to go up. But the the accelerator was going, but the van wasn't moving really good. And I said, uh-oh, that feels like a clutch. Mm. Well, I got home easily enough fortunately the auto repair we have is one mile down the road this is not a real long distance right so i knew we were going to be able to take it there pretty easily so actually i I didn't even go home i just drove right to the place and and dropped the van off and said you got to look at this and figure out what's going on with this well when the pandemic began we actually had two cars before the pandemic The other car was a lease, and the lease ended in January 2020, just before the pandemic. And we made the decision, we're not going to renew right now. We're going to go with one vehicle for a bit, and there were a number of reasons for it, including the fact that that was the period where I was still working on getting us out of debt. We hadn't been out of debt before. We needed to be out of debt. Well, that's a good way to do it. Cut down on a payment. We didn't really need the second vehicle at that point. So let's just see if we can get through with that one vehicle. And of course, the pandemic comes and we're patting ourselves on the back. Oh, good, we don't have a payment we have to make because of you know, we got this car that yes. nobody can drive anywhere. No one's going anywhere. <laughs> we're real happy about that decision. That worked out beautifully. Yes. Um and did help us to pay down um the debt till we got out of debt. So that was good. Um, but now we're down to one vehicle and the one vehicle's in the shop. Like, oh, this isn't a good situation. So we start shopping around. Now, I don't know if you guys know what's been going on with the car market, both new cars and used cars. Cindy's aware, okay.
2: Yes, yes, with the chips and all and then all the right. setting of the rental cars. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. So the the bottom line is that there is immense design um um demand for both new and used cars, particularly used cars. In fact, new car dealers are putting used cars out on their showroom because they don't have enough new cars. Wow. Which is really interesting. Um, for America,
3: that's amazing.
0: It is. Right? Yeah, Exactly. And, and the net result is that new used car prices have skyrocketed. Um, I mean, they're depending on how older how new the car is, they're up three, five, seven thousand. 7000 in some cases $10,000 compared to where they were two years ago. Wow. You know, so it, it it makes it challenging, let's put it that way. So we're getting used to what's out there, and what's out there is not all that great.
4: <laughs>
0: and we kind of set our sights high because we decided, despite the fact that our means are still fairly limited, better than they were, but still a little bit limited, we wanted Lexuses. We want to go for the top end and if we went to try to buy a new lexus forget it we couldn't possibly do it but certainly a couple years ago we could have bought a very much older used lexus so we're looking around at lexuses and we're also looking at some other cars too um, but mainly lexuses in the toyota line in general because lexus is part of the toyota and the stuff that's out there, there there are a few that are in fairly nice shape. They're horribly expensive. They're like what you would have paid for a new car a couple of years ago. And we couldn't afford that. We just didn't have the money right now. It's going to come at some point, but right now we don't have it. And it got to the point where yesterday we went to see a Lexus. At a, a, it, it wasn't um, like a Lexus dealership or that kind of thing. It was one of these third-party used car dealerships. And this car was a wreck. I mean, it it had been badly trashed. It had been keyed, all this other stuff. And like, oh, geez, this is not a good thing at all. And that was like the best we were finding. Wow. So last night, Louise and I got home and we're kind of dejected. We look at each other and we say, okay, we got to manifest something better than this. So... We put our minds to, it, what is it that we want? We started focusing in on it. We started getting excited about what it was we wanted. We decided, yeah, we want the Lexus because is they last forever. I mean, they just, you know, doesn't even matter so much if they're high mileage. They'll last, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500,000 miles in some cases. So, you know, the mileage almost doesn't matter. I mean, it does. We we always calculate yeah. it as if it does matter. But still, it, you can get a lot of life out of one of these cars. Um, And we were looking at the RX, which is an SUV. So we put it out there, what we needed and what we wanted, and went to bed. Got up this morning. Louise does what she's been doing for the last few days, going through, finding what she can find online and so forth. And she stumbles upon this one in East Haven, Connecticut, which is approximately a 50-minute trip from here. And it's an old one. It's a 2007, and it's got 65,000 miles on it. What? This Whoa. is a 14 year old car with 65,000 miles on it.
2: That sounds like our cars, but yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's immaculate. Oh, wow. Abso- I mean, we, when we drove up to the dealership, first of all, we had to put money down to hold it because there were like a, a line of people wanting to buy this oh, car. My- so, we put a thousand dollars down with our credit card so we could drive the 15 minutes and get there in time to actually look at the car. Wow. That's how hot the car market is. It's
3: right amazing.
0: Now. We got there and we, we pulled in next to the car and we said, Is that it? Because it looked like a brand new car. Wow. There wasn't a spot on it. There wasn't a scratch. It looked like it had just come off of the factory line. And we said, That can't be it. That's not possible. Well, it was. That was it. And you open up inside, It it was like the classic the the car the 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 old storyline about how it was only driven by a little old lady on Sundays it was that yes. kind of a car
3: right
0: in fact when and we ended up buying it when we when we wrote up the bill of sale when the the dealer wrote up the bill of sale at the top of the bill of sale he wrote cream puff to describe <laughs> just how special and rare this uh, this car was <laughs> and we got the cream puff for a very good price in a very bad market. And we're just kind of like blown away that how did we get this? What
1: Amazing.
0: It? We got it by intention.
2: Yes. Yes. And, and, and you are not give up when you, hit the, when you hit the crappy
0: bits. Nope. We didn't give up. In fact, not only have we not given up, but we still want to replace the van. We want to get a second one. So I think this time I'm going to go for a Lexus hybrid. I mean, if we can do a Lexus, why not a Lexus hybrid? Why not? You Why know? not? <laughs> so, yeah, manifestation yes, stories very help. Cool. <laughs> Yay!
3: you
2: your great when you oh manifesting.
0: It's fun how these things play out. It really, mm-hmm. really is. But tell you when you're, and you know what this is like when you're in the middle of it. Because yeah. yesterday, if you had asked us yesterday, we would have said, "Oh, well, it was one of those days."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the
0: way it felt. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then one day later, boom. I love
2: point. that, I love that you're, you, um, experienced the market as it is in, you know, the real reality of the, real the market, world, right? um, and still created your own result. It's like your yeah. result doesn't have anything to do with the reality of the market, right. except having to put money down before you've even seen it. I mean, that is, that is something that, that, you know, we've never had to do before that is the way things are but it but you still got a result that just blew so-called reality away
0: now now here's the really cool part cuz i actually haven't told you the best part of the story
2: oh my goodness it gets
0: better <laughs> it gets better but wait there is more <laughs> <laughs> this car was sold what it was sold yesterday wow to a guy who, turned out, couldn't get the financing.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow.
0: When Louise called, he had just returned the car.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: There was practically going to be a line of people waiting for this thing. But we were the first ones to call. And oh the guy said, your timing couldn't possibly be better. I was literally just going to get on the phone and start calling a list of people who said they were interested in this car.
4: Wow. So, so the
0: universe opened up and created op- opportunity with a car that was perfect for us that didn't exist yesterday.
3: Right. <laughs> this is not- That's why I sent you
2: to look at the crapshoot, because it came, had to keep you distracted.
0: You <laughs> did a very good job, too, I might add.
1: This is not as big of a, a, a deal, but it reminds me of the same thing. I had a, I had a client, or I, I have a client that always – has her session with me on the same day, same time, same day, same Mm bed panel. And just because of some things going on in schedules, one of that next day didn't get booked and someone else swooped in and booked it. Mm -hmm. Like it had been booked for a while. And so we moved our regular session to a different time and day. Wasn't her favorite, but she was fine with it. You know, it's just for that one week. Well, I get an email from the other person that had booked that spot that they needed to change it. <laughs> and so I did. We changed it and rescheduled it. And then I went ahead and, and sent an email. I thought, well, I'm to go ahead and send an email to my client and say, you know, just in case the usual spot has opened up if you want it. Uh, if not, we're still good on the other day. But I just thought I'd offer it because it just got opened. I get this email back, yes, 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 I want it. Hey, let me just tell you. And then there was a list of amazing things that had happened for her that day, right? So she was on fire manifesting amazing things. And I said, oh, you did this. Yeah. <laughs> you did this right? So okay. I'm imagining that as you and Louise were like getting all excited about what you really wanted. And you said, right, then you went to bed. I'm thinking of Neville. You know, it's like you get that idea really strong right. in your energy and in your aura. And then you go to sleep. And then the bank saying, oh, no, we can't do this for <laughs> <laughs> the other person. It's almost like sad, right? <laughs>
0: Well, it was sad for a minute, actually, because when Louise <laughs> talked to the guy, the way he started was by saying, well, that car was sold. And she said, oh, no. Oh. But he couldn't qualify for the financing.
1: <laughs> what? Yay!
4: <laughs> Amazing.
1: Amazing. Yes. Yes! That's so much fun. You know, I have a friend that uh, I've probably talked about her before, but he and her husband flip houses. Mm. And they've flipped, like, you know, 30 houses in 30 years kind of thing. I mean, they're just always... And, you know, one of the things that she always says, that they always say when they're in that space of time where they've finished a house and sold it and they need to find another one. Mm -hmm. Right. And it needs to be one that needs to have work done and is at a good price where they can make a profit. Right. So it's like, and it needs to be, you know, it's got all these parameters that it has to be the right one. And sometimes, you know, when the market's great, it's easy, but sometimes when the market's like our car market is right now, it's not so easy. And she always says, well, we only need one. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, like You need to say, oh my gosh, there are hardly any cars out there, but you don't need a hundred cars. You just need one car. And that's true. And we just swooped in and there it was yeah. for you. I, this is yeah. such a It's getting me excited.
0: <laughs> and you say that we swooped in. It was almost like the universe swooped in on us.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. The universe made it available for you to swoop in and grab it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're the one
2: dictating to the universe. I mean, it's not like the universe just sort of pulled a nexus that you needed and, and gave it to you. You, you, your focus and your intention and your refusing to give up on what you wanted is what made it possible. It's, the universe responds.
3: It's
0: so good. I I also have to say it one more time. But wait, there's more.
3: (laughs) (laughs) more?
0: There's more to this story. (laughs) Because remember, this whole thing got started because the van had to go into the shop.
3: Yes.
0: So it went into the shop and they start inspecting it and testing it and so forth, and they can't find anything wrong with it. Wow. (laughs) No. A clutch is like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar repair. If it's a transmission, that's like a four or five thousand dollar repair. At that point, it's probably you know, more than the van is worth. So it's not worth doing. And they get back to us and saying, we can't find anything wrong. We, we've, we've been trying to reproduce it and we can't reproduce it. Wow. So we ended up driving the van to East Haven to get the Lexus.
3: <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to make matters even more interesting, when we got out on the road together on the trip down there, we came to a place where there was a, a stop. We had to get going again. And it did again so that Louise could tell what was going on. Mm-hmm. So the, the symptom is still there. Whatever this is, is very much in its earliest stages. Mm-hmm. So here's the interesting thing about it. If we can kind of nurse that van along until we find a car for me, too, we can probably use that as a trade. You probably get a yeah. pretty good value on it.
3: Absolutely.
0: And get yeah. rid of it before it actually falls apart. <laughs> yes,
2: before it costs you anything.
3: That's, that's right. Well, yeah. Yes. So it.
0: it's it's bang win, bang win, bang win. This is like win after win after win. I like this. Yeah. Wow. This
3: is yeah. how life is supposed
0: to be. Exa- so that's the exact phrase that was in my mind. That's the way life is supposed to be. That's precisely yeah. the way life is supposed mm-hmm. to be.
2: Or mm. yeah. well, you can th- say things like, this is how life is for me now.
0: And it is. Well, that's one of the comments that I made with Louise when we were in the the, uh, the dealership waiting for them to finish up the paperwork. I said, we have just entered the next phase. We have gone up a level. Yes. I said, We've gone up probably two levels yeah. um, yes. in terms of what we're expecting now. Because, <laughs> I mean, this thing is just, it's a Lexus. It's loaded. It's got everything that you could possibly want and things you hadn't even thought about. You know, and and that's the level that we're now moving into, where everything is just, it's the cream of the crop.
3: Of course. I love it.
2: And those expectations will just bring in more.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I'm very excited.
2: That's fantastic. So you should be. That's really very, very cool. I love it. And I'm glad you've got it here because it's now it's recorded forevermore.
0: That's right, yes. Jeffy yes. says, yay, leveling up. I love it. Oh, <laughs>
2: ah, you're leveling up for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's what it is. It's mm. fun too because we, we talk about this kind of thing all the time here on the show, of course. You know, mm-hmm. how manifestations that happen, how to improve situations when they aren't playing out the way you want them to, acting as if.
4: Yes. yes. Approach, yes. You know,
0: um, what to do with the relationships, you know, what Cindy does with her clientele. We talk about it all the time, but it's, it's one of those things that becomes much more real when you go through it.
3: Mm -hmm. And that
0: reality is a reinforcement mechanism.
3: Yes, it
2: is. It is. And it also, it, it it reinforces all the things that, um, that you had as academics and now it's embodied. It's, yeah, it's, it is different. It's a, it's a difference between knowing and learning. So it's, it's so very cool. Um, And of course, that next time you're manifesting something and you hit the wobbly bit where it's like, really, this is what I'm getting when I asked for this and I've got a a junk piece of whatever it is, then -hmm. you'll go, Oh, that means that what I'm getting Mm -hmm. is like
1: probably tomorrow. So, you know, yeah, Yeah. you know, I, I,
3: I've,
1: I'm going to bring this up just because you both know, um, because I both, you both had your human design chart read by me. <laughs>
3: it was
1: a lot of fun. Um, but 70% of people are the human design type called generators, or, uh, another teacher I know that developed quantum human design calls generators, uh, alchemists, which would be Jackie, and manifesting generators, uh, time benders, which would be Walt. And that part of the manifestation cycle for for you both is frustration.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: So, like when that frustration comes, it's actually like a signal to you that you're very close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And and you can lean on
2: that. You can because it's it's part of the process. It really is.
1: So when we judge it, like we judge frustration is bad, then Um, we think we're doing something wrong and we think, but when we look at it as, oh, this is part of the process, you know, it's like when you're cooking and you're waiting for the water to boil and then the water, you know, it finally gets there. It's like, that's kind of this. It's like the frustration happens and the energy is there and then it's because it's so close and then it happens. And so if you can look at that frustration, when, you know, when the, when the one car you go to see has been keyed and is a pile of junk and it's like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like we drove out here to see this. When you get that frustration, if you can see it as we're getting, we are getting very close. Then mm-hmm. it doesn't feel so uncomfortable in your body to you be frustrated. Right. It's like, true. Cause it's just a feeling. It's just, a, it's feeling. Always- yeah. dad,
2: it's just a feeling. There's also a, um, a term, um, I believe it's an Esther Hicks term, but I'm not sure of vibrational whiplash. But what mm-hmm. I like to see it as is it's the, it's the field checking in that what you've been saying you want, you actually want. And yeah. so it'll say, okay, you've been saying you want this snazzy new Lexus, you want this and whatnot. And then it presented you with something that wasn't what you wanted to check that you would knuckle down and dial back into what you actually want. Yep. And, and, and I see this so many times, um, you know, with, with identity, when, when you're, when you're becoming a version of you that you would like to experience life as, which in your case is somebody who has this car, mm-hmm. there will always just before you get there be a moment where who you have been is really, really tempting. It's, mm-hmm. and not not really tempting but just in your face like it's like huh. this is this is it's well, not it's that you would have yeah it's not that you would have bought a key piece of junk and stuff but the fact that it showed up in your awareness is like you could get this for cheap if you want to settle you know if you're willing to settle and buy into the reality of how things are in inverted commerce how things are then here's an option for you and you didn't you two went home and said no we're getting excited about this. We're getting excited about this identity of us in a fabulous new Lexus. And there we go. Delivered, right? It's the same thing with people who are trying to shift their their eating habits, whether it's for health or weight loss or whatever, you know, or just to to eat well. I, I eat I'm eating for longevity at the moment, which is an entirely different ballgame. But but it is an interesting thing that every time I decide that um, but I, it's not that I have to keep deciding, but I come up, up against something in my cupboard, in my pantry, that is residue from how I used to eat. And I've got the choice now of going back to that and finishing that thing. Or I can take it downstairs and put it on the giving table. Our building has a, a giving table where if you've got anything left over for meals or whatever, it's so nice. because you. That's really just- great. It's so cool. And sometimes we'll wow. have unopened food, but sometimes they'll send a little note and say, There's leftover bread or something, you know, half a loaf of fresh baked bread, I'm not going to finish it, it's on the giving table, and everybody
1: sort of races
2: downstairs. But um but it you can always do that. Um you can go back and just go, Okay, I'll just have this one more cookie. It's just one one cookie. It'll be fine. <laughs> um but it's actually Not so much a test, but a question to say, is this what you really want? You've been imprinting it on the field. You've been asking the universe. You've been setting it up. You've been intending. And this is like the last piece to say, are you sure? Because you can have what you've always had if you want. That's what we're used to giving you. And then it comes back and you go, no, I'm knocking down. This is what I really, really want. Like Spice Girls, right? What you really, really want. And... (laughs) then the universe goes, okay, and everything else drops away. And now you've now you have the reality you wanted. I always call but I know for myself as a generator that frustration with what when what was keeps showing up and I can't shift fast enough. In theatre terms it's it's that adage that if you have a crappy dress rehearsal you'll have a really good opening night. Well, you can have a whole week of crappy dress rehearsals, and you just got to keep leaning on the fact that it will give you an op- a good opening night. And so the temptation to bail at that point, because you guys could very easily have bought in to the reality of the market and said, you know what, let's just get the van fixed. We'll do this later when the market's better. Ba You could have done that, but you didn't. You bought back into... The, the identity that you wanted, which is the owner of a new car. And it ended up delivering far faster than you thought. Um, but nonetheless, because of your, your reaffirmation of the experience you wanted, not the experience that was being offered to you.
0: It's funny too, because as you say that, the other thing that I was trying to manifest was that the van was going to be okay well, against all odds.
3: Wow. <laughs>
0: Yep. I, 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 actually have somebody knocking at the door, so I'm going to ask you guys to, to chat for a minute and I'll be right back with you.
1: Alright. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jackie, I think you used the term, um, whiplash. Vibrational whiplash, yes. Vibrational whiplash. I had never heard that before, but I always, what, something I noticed in the first, um, especially when I started coaching other people, um, is that anytime someone makes a very strong declaration, you know, it's usually not a wishy-washy, I think I'm going to do this, or, hey, let's go think about, you know, hey, let's go have fun and look at cars today. It's not that. It's like we are going to do this. It's a strong declaration. Something often happens that I call a field test. Mm-hmm. That's and the same it, thing. It's not a pass or fail. No, That's the thing no. I always make sure my clients understand is this is not a pass or fail test. We judge so hard. We judge ourselves so hard about whether we're doing it right or doing it wrong. Right. It's not a pass or fail test. It's a litmus test. It's just a test to check in and see, is this what you really want? Yes. So many times I hear, you know, someone will decide they're going to like change careers because nothing's happening in the career they have. And then as soon as they make that decision, not not consideration, but a decision. All of a sudden, some, you know, job opens up in that same field they're already in. The, the one they yeah. were going to leave Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. it's not terrible if you decide, oh, thank goodness this opened up. You know, I, I think I really do want to go for this. It's fine. But it is a litmus test to tell you where you're at. Mm-hmm. How hot or cold are you about this thing that you're declaring, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, I... It happens a lot. Uh, Yeah, it does. I tell my
2: clients all the time that momentum momentum creates resistance. You don't have resistance if you're not moving. You don't have resistance if you're not doing anything. Right? So momentum means that you're moving and it's part of the process. The resistance is I, – I wrote a blog post a while ago called Resistance is, fut- is Fertile, not futile. <laughs> Fertile, Because, you know, it's, we, we, in, in LOA circles, we tend to um, make resistance be a problem, but it's only a problem if you decide it is. If you mm. say it's going – if your resistance has information for you, Or in the way I look at it, it's proof of momentum. Then it's like, oh, yeah, obviously this is going exactly as it's meant to. Yeah.
0: That's really good. That's good. By the way, I got to tell you this. This is funny. (laughs) Because here we are, as usual, we're talking about law of attraction. We're talking about conscious creation, which is basically a spiritual slash physical conversation. Uh-huh. And in the midst of it, I get a knock on the door, which I just went to answer. And it was two representatives of the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, Mormons, there to yes. talk, talk to me about religion and spirituality. I said, well, it's funny that you're here. I'm actually doing a podcast right now on law of attraction and spirituality. And, oh, and, I, have uh, you know. such
2: a, I have such a good story about Mormons. Oh, my Lord. When I was in South Africa, um so firstly, my American accent, I have never done – my American accent is possible if I'm not in America, right?
3: I've <laughs> never that.
2: been, it's the one big sort of gaping <laughs> hole in my theatre expertise <laughs> is that it doesn't matter where on the planet I start in an accent, I will end up in Wales. And it's just wow. I, yeah because my pa- my grandparents were Welsh and my mother okay. is Welsh and so I start sounding like this you know and, it's, it's, and my accent is perfect if I'm going to be from Wales but I but you can't speak like that when you're doing Annie, which is the show I not was not really no for, right? <laughs> and I had decided I was going to play Grace I really wanted all the glamour. Um, My friend was probably going to play Miss Hannigan anyway, but I did audition for it, but I really wanted to play Grace. And I knew I had to have an American accent. So (laughs) I thought I can practice. And I was watching CNN and my daughter had Disney record things. I don't know if you remember them. They came out in stories with a book, with a a, um, seven singles Mm -hmm. or a cassette tape, right? I'm really debating Mm -hmm. myself here. So (laughs) I would listen to this and listen to how they would say it. But You know, how they're saying the story and how I want, when I read my script, it wasn't kind of gelling. And I thought, I really need an American to read this to me. Mm -hmm. And it would be so cool if it wasn't a South African with an American accent at their disposal. I would just, it'd be so cool if I had an American just like two hand, right? I'm in the arse end of South Africa here. And so... I go off to school, fetch the kids and I get back. And I, I remember I'm making peanut butter, butter sandwiches for the kids. And I thought, geez, this is really American. And I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing that and I make it, there's a knock on the door and there are two gorgeous Mormon guys. with Full on American accents. <laughs> i talk to you a minute. And I went, you can stay for the afternoon. <laughs> As long as you will read the script. I want not one but two. And I said he said, We want to read from you we want to read with you from our book. And I said, It's funny, I have a book I want you to read to me too. (laughs) (laughs) They were so (laughs) kind and so sweet. And it was like they sat for most of the afternoon. I gave them orange juice and something like that. And we got into philosophical discussion, but I kept trying to get them to read my script. Could you just say the sentence to me? please? <laughs> <laughs> oh I had forgotten what a fabulous <laughs> manifesting story that it was. But yeah, I've got not one, but two bona fide Americans on my door.
0: <laughs> in South I just, Africa. then
2: In South I Africa, it. yes. And yeah. I nailed the audition and I got my role. And I did not say I came from Wales. It was so good. But yeah, it was, it was really, they must have thought I was as weird as anything. But it's like, uh, and what? I remember him saying, we'd like to read to you from a book. And I said, I have a book I need you to read to
1: me. And he looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm so tempted that if they ever come here, I'll be like, okay, no, I want you to read my book. My book. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: oh my god funny but yeah they were they were great. so kind and so sweet um about it and and you know i'm sure i wasn't at all their target market but it was it was very kind of them and i think fondly of all of them for <laughs> doing
3: what That's they do wonderful.
2: yeah so fun
1: so yes this is how you manifested those americans at your door right i know right we're coming to you
3: anyway <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't even it
2: wasn't even a South African pretending to be American. They were bona fide Americans. I don't remember what the accent was, but I I remember one of them didn't sound like CNN. I because in South Africa I always thought everybody sounded like (laughs) <laughs> but I had no idea that the di- the dialects, uh, they are dialects, that the accents are so distinct in different mm-hmm. parts of the country. I mean, you know, and then when we got the, the job here in the States, we decided we would research Minnesota, right? Mm. Because that's where we were going. We knew we were coming mm-hmm. to Minnesota. We're going to research Minnesota, understanding that it's like 90 degrees in the shade in South Africa at the time. And we watched oh. the movie, we watched the movie Fargo. Oh, yeah there's like 90 feet of snow yes. and we're watching the scene where Frances McDermott gets dressed to go outside and she's <laughs> putting on this layer and then another layer and then another layer and, and another layer and I'm saying to Malcolm I'm sure that's just Hollywood
1: I'm sure they're just yeah, like right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well yes. that accent right yeah and
2: then we went to we got here and well, you know, we get here and we arrive, we fly into Miami and it's May. So we go, we got six hours in Miami. We should go out and see. So we drop our luggage off at this luggage place that you can, and there's a gorgeous dreadlocked guy. And he says, Where are you going to end up? And I said, Minnesota. And he said, On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. <laughs> And then we walk outside the airport and it's like four thousand degrees and you can swim through the air and we just did a circle around the circular door and came
3: back in. Came back <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we get to Minnesota and our first time we stop at oh I can't remember what the place is called. Is it Denny's? Anyway, it's it's a breakfast and pie place. Our waitress sounded like she'd come from the movie Fargo. She, yeah, you betcha'd everywhere. And I was like, in absolute heaven. Was <laughs>
4: oh
2: my God. But I still don't have an American accent. It, um, I, I did try once when I wanted to audition for a show and I tried it with my friend at Barnes and Noble and she said, stop, stop. You sound like you had a stroke. So, <laughs> So I never did it again. So I only ever do, in the case anybody wants me to audition, I only ever do English
1: farces. <laughs> <laughs> one day I will learn. So, yeah. But, but it is one day. we're going to make you come on the show and only use your American <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. And yet, you know, when
2: my dad was around a year or two ago, I phoned and he said, Jacqueline, you sound more like a yank every day. He says, mm. And I was like, dad, you don't understand. Nobody thinks I'm a Yank over here. So I, and it, and it was even funnier because I'd spent eight years in the South at the time. But he, well, not, as far as, as he was concerned, everybody in America is a Yank, right? You obviously must have Yes, But it's that thing. You know, you don't, you don't know a country till you live in it. But, sure. um, yeah, yeah the manifesting so- stories, I think when you, when you re, when you can either have that really light touch, like I did with my, couldn't you just drop it, couple of Americans on my doorstep type thing. <laughs> um,
3: not that. Yeah,
2: yeah, not attached. Or right. when things get wobbly and frustrated, you reattach, like you reconnect mm. and you reaffirm and you du- dial back in to what mm. you actually want. It's the middle ground where you're neither one nor the other. That's when things
1: don't happen, but because the, you, you're not attached and you're not averse, so you know, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like you have to hold it lightly and recognize. Yes. Oh, like, no, this isn't the thing. We're not going to buy the junky key Lexus. Okay, next. Yes. Instead of and oh no, not in like, the oh, out here. We don't want that. We don't want that. You know, that's attachment mm-hmm. aversion. They're both resistance.
0: Yeah. Do you guys ever get something oh. like well, I, this? Is what I get on on an occasion where. I'm not getting what I, I'm asking for. In fact, usually it's when I'm getting exactly the opposite of what it is that I really want. And my, and my I'm also very passionate about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, and, and that doesn't happen very often. We're talking like once every, you know, three or four years. It's a pretty rare <laughs> event when it happens. Last time I think it happened was when Louise got sick. Um And the reaction is basically to get so furious that I become like, determined to the ten thousandth degree that no, it's not going to be that way.
1: That's the manifesting generator because Is that what that got, is? You've got two um reactions when you're not, you know, in your strategy. One of them is frustration, like Jackie, because you're both generators, that's a generator thing. But you're a subset. You're a manifesting generator, so you get the anger that comes with the manifestors. So oh, you lucky have, me. Lucky you. But hey, what that means, you know, is that you've got that motor to the throat. Here's a saying. If human design was a game, the way you would win it was you would find yourself a motor to the throat. You have that. And that means because everything that manifests has to be spoken, but it has to have that engine to drive it. So Jackie and I discovered this morning or I discovered and I immediately said, Jackie, guess what? Cause we work together a lot uh-huh. and our charts combined with the two of us. When you put us together, we have a motor to the throat,
0: but we don't have it by ourselves. Either I, one I of us. I got to throw a question up from Jeffrey. First of all, Jeffrey has been like one thing after another. Yay, fertilizer. Yay, spiritual secrets. Yay, <laughs> whales in South Africa. Yay, grace. Yay. I love this story. Yay. <laughs> not, I mean, just like one thing after another, but he threw up a we question. Do like, got to throw this up here. He says, Cindy, does this apply to human romantic relationships? What yeah.
1: It does. You yes, complete me is not a myth, <laughs> right? There, um, because of because of the way there are gates and channels in the human design chart. When you are a couple, whether it's romantic or not, right? Whether it's work or like Jackie and I, coworkers or colleagues, or the three of us on the podcast together. Anytime our energies are connecting, some of those channels start to you know the puzzle pieces all fit together and it's I think it's so amazing that that in this system that humanity was designed this way like to work together like we've got mm-hmm. to work together we've all been saying it right especially since we've gone through this or are still going through this global pandemic and all the political you know division we've been saying no 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 we we have to fix this together
4: mm-hmm. like,
1: we can't all fix it all separately. Right. You know, it's like we have to connect. We have to let go of the ego long enough to start connecting together. And this is like a picture of that in the, you know, it's so clear when you see it on the chart like that, it's like, Oh my goodness. Wow. 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 So yeah. um, Jeffrey. Yes. It absolutely applies. Like that's one of the things I've been doing just in the past week is doing composite charts of couples, and like I said, I did. I did one of for Jackie and I because we work together. So it was mm-hmm. like, I wonder, because we were talking about you, Walt. We were talking about you behind your back yesterday. We were talking about Walt. I, I knew somebody
0: was. We were that. like
1: Walt got that motor <laughs> to the throat. And he could just like speak it. You know, it's like, ha. We need that. And then I looked at our chart. I couldn't sleep, and I looked at it like last night. I was like. Oh my goodness. And Jackie a text, right? It's like, guess what we have? So
2: it's, it's But as, I, I do want to say that as with any design, this doesn't mean that because your human design chart doesn't link up that your relationship is doomed. Please don't mm-hmm. do it. It's no, like they I are, see, all, that, they I like see that with, with, um, with feng shui a lot with, because I talk about nesting. It's like, my bathroom's in the wealth section. I will yeah, never whatever. be rich. And it's like, no, no, it is It is a plan, it's a strategy, and at the end of the day, you create your reality. You are a deliberate creator. You get to work with this. The information is useful, and it doesn't dictate. It only influences. It does not dictate. At the end of the day, you are in charge.
1: Just like astrology, just like any system, it's like you have to make the intention that you're going to find out some information. And then how can you use it? How can you leverage yeah, it? Mm-hmm. How can you leverage it, right? Mm-hmm. That's thing And there's always a way to leverage it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so agreed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> I like that. Especially considering that when Louise and I um, met and married at our wedding, there was a guest, who shall remain nameless, who was overheard <laughs> by me saying that, they didn't think that this marriage was going to work.
1: Someone said this at your wedding?
0: At our wedding, I had yeah. that
1: too. Yeah,
2: somebody rolled their eyes and said, oh, it's going to be six months.
0: Yeah, it's oh, not going to last long at all. Yeah, it was just I going to fall you. apart.
3: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and even there was somebody within family circles, again, who I won't name, who told us that, or told me anyway, that it wasn't going to work because our astrological sun signs were going to be at odds with each other. and then we'd just be constantly butting heads and fighting and all this other kind of stuff and I I smile. I said, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh and and I I just ignored it (laughs) I just refused to pay attention
2: what's so annoying about that is that you could have after that little piece of information not (laughs) paid any attention to astrology at all because you would have decided it was a crock, and that this person didn't know what they were talking about, and not paid any attention, right? And so there's well, a whole actually body that, of was wisdom. That, that,
0: that was me. That was I mean, I rejected astrology for years.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And there's yeah. a whole body of wisdom that because somebody presented it in an unhelpful way, you didn't get to access, right? It's right. like know that feng shui is potent. And I know that there are people who preach doom and gloom. It's like they'll say to me, "You're, I'm a quadruple Libra. And they say, oh, I bet you never make up your mind. It's like, honey. Oh, I may take a while because all options are available, but do not underestimate me. And but so what about if- the
1: flip side if he would have said, oh, really? And then focused on that one little piece of information. Oh, these right. two sometimes sometimes butt heads. And then immediately you have an argument or something and you say, oh, my gosh, they were right. And then because you're mm. focusing on it, you just blow that up. I mean, right. it's like, yeah, no. Yeah, it's so, and it's, it's so it's much so, more information. Yeah. I always talk about the
2: – do you remember when microwaves became a thing, right? Oh, yeah. I remember buying a microwave and going to lessons at the place that I bought it because oh, it was such a different way of cooking – To using a stove, right? I remember the stove. Yeah. And you got, you had to read the manual and it was like, really? It only 30 seconds to do this and round dishes were better than square dishes. Do not, (laughs) do not try and boil an egg. All these kind of things. So, you you know, they had all these things, but I remember the horror stories about having a microwave in the house. There were a Mm. lot of people who were very concerned that you had such a space age piece of technology in the house. Um, and you know, I, I remember all sorts of things, but some guy, the, the, the urban legend was that some guy in our corner convenience store took the door off because he didn't want to keep opening and closing the door and then cooked his hand because he kept turning it on in oh the my. microwave. It's like, but this was like, people believed this. And so when yeah, I I'm said sorry. I was getting a microwave and I've got a newborn and they're going, Oh, you're going to fry your newborn. Yeah, so <laughs> really? That's my plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is, but it, but this new technology is always incurs suspicion. Always. So when we have something that is not mainstream, we will, it will incur suspicion. And I think that we do ourselves a disservice by firstly listening to the first person that tells us something and then also, you know, just being so trite about it
3: mm-hmm. because
2: at the end mm-hmm. of the day, a piece of academics doesn't matter what it is. It's only as useful as it applies to you. And if it doesn't apply to you, it actually has no use
3: really. That's a good point. So anyway, what, you t- what
0: you're talking about reminds me of something. It reminds me of the uh, television series Downton Abbey. Yes. And the role played by Maggie Smith, the Dowager Countess.
3: My Love and her.
0: Of course, so many good stories start with the Dowager Countess, right?
3: Yes. But
0: the, I, I honestly think that Jillian wrote the whole show for Maggie just because, you know, he knew he could give her the best lines. But that's another oh, yes. story. Um, anyway, in this one particular scene, the Dowager Countess has been exposed to electric lighting for the first time. And she walks into the room and she's holding her fan up in mm-hmm. front of her eyes to block the light that's coming in because it's so bright. And she's asked if... If, if she is being put off by how bright the light is she says no i'm I'm so concerned about the vapors because <laughs> the rumor at the time was if you had electric light, there were these electrical vapors that would poison the room
3: oh my gosh
2: <laughs> yeah and it, it's there's so much right and and it's it it is just and, and there's also pieces so when we were in South Africa, we would watch the movies with American teenagers spending three quarters of a day on the phone
3: hmm
2: My daughter thought that was a brilliant idea. However, (laughs) in South Africa, you pay for phone calls by the minute. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not free. And I didn't realize that American phone calls, local phone calls, were free. I didn't know that at the time. Of course, this is before cell phones. I didn't know it was free. I just thought that all parents had gobs of money, and this was (laughs) part of what they So my daughter took this thing and said teenagers, to be a teenager means to spend all the time on the phone. And the context is wrong, firstly. Um, And there's a big piece of information missing. So it's so interesting that when you, you know, when we run our, our human design, our astrological charts, our identities, our deliberate creations and stuff, we have to remember that it's us. It has to serve us and it's utterly unique, utterly individual, and totally under our domain to change.
0: Mm -hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Speaking of relationships, Jeffrey, you threw up another question and and I don't see any way we can possibly do this in nine minutes, but we'll try anyway. Try. (laughs) Okay. Does a relationship have to work or just last?
1: Well, it depends what you want from it. That's easy for me. I mean, <laughs> it has to work.
2: <laughs> if it works, it'll last. If it, if it, but it doesn't have to work to last is what I know, because I know of a lot of marriages where they just hung in there, right? And then, um, but that, that is up to you as to what, what you desire from your relationship. If yes. both
1: people um can agree on what they want then you can make it happen right regardless of your human design or astrology or you know that's the first piece is that you get to design your relationship
4: mm-hmm.
1: and when a relationship is not working because you know there's some irreconcilable difference then you know you're free to let go of it um I mean that's the way I look at it and the relationships that I have in my life work Mm -hmm. Um, because if it's not working, then it's not really doing anyone any good. Right. Although I will say that many times, you know, the relationships that feel like they're not working, they can be for us a, a way that we can grow ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we don't need, you know, we really don't need systems or books or teachers or, I mean, life will give us everything we need to keep growing. True. Right? <laughs> it's easier with books and teachers and coaches and <laughs> information sometimes. Yeah, those are the, sh- those are the shortcuts. But yeah, wow. we, yeah. yeah. It's, but so it's I, I think great. I want my relationships to work. So I invest a lot of energy and, and right, learning time to, to mm-hmm. get them to work, to contribute in a way where they will work. Um, for for everybody involved, if it's only working for one of you, it's not working.
0: Yeah, for I'm me, if, if, if the relationship doesn't work, then it's not going to last. But I'm for
1: I disagree with that. Uh, I people think play in because, relationships forever for all kinds of reasons when they're not really working. Yeah, as well because, as well. for
2: example, um, my my parents, my natural parents, um, got married very young. I was born nine months and ten days after the wedding. And my grandmother was counting. Um, so, and, <laughs> and there was um, the, the the understanding is that the marriage m- m- had to last, right? It was a Catholic marriage. You you till death do us part. However, my father abandoned us when I was four, and my grandmother said my mother couldn't divorce him because the marriage had to last, whether it worked or not. The relationship, the marriage had to last and she chose to have a relationship that worked and broke up the one that, you know, that wasn't working because, so I, I don't think, I think you can have a marriage, a a relationship that doesn't work, but it does last. It's not good for you, but I think that's possible. The, the, but you get to choose whether it lasts or not and choose to make it work or not, you can also decide not to make it work.
0: And, so, and I agree with that. that, I'm, that yeah. That's really what I was trying to convey when I said, "For me, yes, because yeah. in my in my universe that I create, my own world, I don't put up with a relationship that doesn't work. Right. I, I'm not no. interested no. in it. Anymore. It's like goodbye. You know, right. the door's over that way. Go.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But that wasn't always the think case. I think
3: for me. I like I
2: like relationships that last as long as they work. It's going to last yeah. as long as it works. You know, right." Exactly. And that's that's the most important part. We're not here for how long it's going to last. We're here for how long it works. I
0: problems. mean,
2: I yeah. I'm married. I'm married to my first and only boyfriend. I got we got engaged on my 18th birthday. Um wow. And the first thing I had to prove to everybody was that I wasn't pregnant because that was the immediate assumption.
3: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, when you're that age. And yeah. then
2: I had school friends because I was married at school. Um, who said.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What
2: <laughs> happened? And I'll back again. And then, um, and and but we were committed to making it work, not making it last. There and it has lasted
3: because it worked.
0: Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's very important. It's a Funny thing too, how we people make assumptions about other people's relationships.
2: I know, right? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but, but, you know, when you're, when you're only just 18 and you've decided to get engaged and, and you're the first one at, in your convent school to ever get engaged in school, there are some, yeah. Are there. But, yeah. um, yeah, well, the temptation is so certainly there. It was, was really cool because I went to my second, my first, um, 10 year school reunion. It's the only one I've ever been to. And I saw a school friend and she said, Oh, are you married? And I said, yes.
1: She said, to the same guy? <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I think she was, I, it was so funny. I think it's important to recognize too that if it doesn't work or if it doesn't last, that there's no shame in that. True. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, because I know, you know, I was married for 23 years. So my marriage lasted for 23 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't working. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, when people found out that I was getting divorced, um, and I, I've been with my my husband now for ten years, and it works wonderfully. Mm. It it works in every way, right? But when people found out I was getting divorced from my first husband, they would immediately say, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you know, like, and that was not good for me to hear. So at some mm-hmm. point, I just stopped mentioning it to people because immediately right. it was like I had a huge failure in my life. You know, oh, yeah. what they were projecting onto me yeah. and every once in a while, someone would, would ask me something. I'd say, Oh no. You know, they'd ask me how my husband was or something. I'd say, Oh, I say, we got divorced. And they would say, right on. Good for you. <laughs> because they have gone through a divorce and they realized that it's not a bad thing. Yeah, If it doesn't work, and you Don't and make you're the glass. Moving on, then move on and find mm. something that works like there's no shame in it. Right. If you've tried it, didn't work. It's OK. Same with a business. You start a business. If it didn't work. OK, whatever. You, it's like the Sudbury school. Well, right. You just
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you
1: try it. Mm-hmm. And if it's not working, then you either decide to make it work and commit to make it work. Here's the thing. It takes two people. And sometimes the other person doesn't want to make it work.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so funny, you know, my mom, you after play my play. father, after my father disappeared and it took us so, it took them so long to find him and get the divorce through. When you ask my mother how long she's been married, she'll say off and on, 45 something years. <laughs> and, and, and she says, because it was a, it was six years and she's not going to just give up on six years of her life. She got two beautiful children from it. Sure. And she said don't just dismiss it. So when people say she's been married, oh yeah, on and off fifty years or on and off forty-five years or whatever it is. (laughs) But she always does this on and off pitch because she says, I want credit for the work that I did (laughs) in the first time. I do. I (laughs) I I I might
1: do that too.
3: (laughs) Yes, you
1: can totally do that. On and off. Yes. Lots of good things came out of the relationship that wasn't working. That's all I Mm
3: -hmm.
1: lots of good things. I I, I wouldn't change anything in my life. All the things that felt like they weren't working. They ended up producing something very valuable. So you know, if you look at it that way, uh, no resistance. Just if it's not working, either make it work or, or let go of it. So that could be the beginning of the next conversation, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Look at sure. that! We did it in ten minutes. Thank you for it. We
0: second. did. <laughs> <Yeah. Bravo laughs> to us! Whoa. I know, right? Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm mm-hmm.
0: impressed. All yeah. right. Well, this has been great. Come to great. LA today, and we'll,
2: we'll sort out your life in ten minutes. I'm tonight. telling
0: you, this is something <laughs> amazing. But but I, I love the stories today. I love the story I, I told. I love the story that you told. I mean, these are great stories. They're one. Yes, the Stories yes. are the best thing. Well, we've world. heard
2: it on we've heard it on the on the interwebs that this is the best show in the week. So <laughs> we've got to live up to that. <laughs>
0: Well hey, the, the bar has been raised. Let's leave it, <laughs> it there. Has. It has, it
3: right. has, yes.
0: Okay, well thank you very much and uh, thank you especially to podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye everybody.
1: Goodbye everyone. Bye.